The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Konnichiwa, I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Ben Howarth. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to a combined Frankenstein episode of Animania and the Movie Gang podcast as we do the rare thing and review an anime movie. Uh, yeah, this week we're going to be taking a look at Makoto Shinkai's follow up to uh, the fucking fantastically well-received your name uh this will be called weathering with you uh and this is a really short synopsis so i'm just gonna read it a boy runs away to tokyo and befriends a girl who appears to be able to manipulate the weather <laughs> so that is a lot more going on than that that's yeah so the, uh stay tuned for more of that today uh, i'll say up front yes this is going to be a spoiler podcast um Personally, I feel like I wish somebody had spoiled this a little bit for me before I went in this movie just to kind of get I think that might have helped the situation like a little bit. So uh, but yeah, we're just going to go ahead and first go around the horn here. Uh, ben, uh, what did you think of weathering with you? Um, so when I saw it probably two months ago, I want to say. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting, but the last 30 minutes or so was very not what I expected, and I was like, oh, "Let me sit on it, and I'll, I'll make up my mind." Right. And those two months have passed, and yep. I have not made up my mind. Yep. <laughs> I'm still at the same level of hmm, not sure. Um, so you are like, go ahead. So, so I mean, just to say where I'm at with Makoto, I liked. I've not seen all of his films. He has, like I was we said before, got on the podcast. Uh, he has more films than I realized, but. Uh, I yeah. really liked uh, Five Centimeters Per Second and Garden of Words. Those are the two I'd seen before your name. Yeah, I thought they were very pretty, if a little empty-ish to me, but 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 solid, good, but gorgeously made for sure. Uh, and then your name was just like uh, the Japan's like the Beatles invasion. It was just like, ah, oh my yeah. God, this yeah. movie. And yeah. uh, I saw it and I couldn't believe it actually exceeded my expectation. I, it just hit me very hard, very, very well. Um, and unfortunately, this sits similar in that way with the other ones. Um, I joked online that he is uh, Makoto Shinkai is the uh, the king of uh, anime boys running to sad music. <laughs> it's like <laughs> or poppy high music. It's like that's his that's his Wes Anderson, you know, flat <laughs> panels trademark. You know, um, yeah. It's his Tarantino feet. That's uh, his thing, I guess. Um, and there's just something about that that does work to me. There's a lot that's interesting. And I think the middle bit where they are just doing, like, the weather business is sort of an interesting, odd way to talk about climate change. This is not one where I'm stretching, like, a, a, a woman literally in this movie. I know I rate everything climate change on these, on these mo- at least on Movie Gang. But... Uh, a woman literally is like, I'm sad that these kids don't remember when the weather was normal. And it's like, that's, yeah, <laughs> don't, here. don't do so, that. Don't make everybody question, like, who on Animania is, like, not pro climate change. Oh, <laughs> like, boy. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I mean, just like, in just this sense of, like, I, I probably read into too many movies with that. But uh, this is definitely one that is doing it, but in, like, an interesting, like, 
what are the weird jobs that all occur with this? And like, it is kind of interesting that she is straight up an actual weather girl. And it is like a, a thing. And there's a whole sort of history to it. And it's that your name thing of bringing in these kind of ancient myths. I'm not sure if weather girls are a real myth. It is. So let me, let me hop into this just a, a little bit here. It is similar and more straightforward than the previous movie. Whereas the, the, the functioning element of the previous movie was that like, th- these are tied to like ancient Shinto religions. And then it is kind of like this element of secondary sacrifice that's there. So it's, yeah, it's I not like, a, I don't know the original myth, but this, a similar thing comes up in uh, dragon pilots that show. Yeah, it's it it pops up all over the place with anime. Yeah, Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's kind of like the the sacrificial element and also just like the weather girl. It's it's definitely. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a take on a myth that's going to be much more. I think it's less. uh, I want to say less familiar than the stuff that's used in your name, like the red string of fate is like. Boom. Like that's that's a that's a very common conception that winds its way through a shitload of anime even today. Um, That said, I think that it's probably definitely more this. There's elements here that's definitely more referential to that. uh, That a Japanese person is going to probably know um, or be or be more reliably aware of the history when viewing this media. But for instance, that like rainfall in Tokyo is actually increasing. Right, right. No, it's actually like it's actually like a thing that they actually hate that. And there's like subways that have flooded and stuff like that. That's Mm. so it's like it's like actually like their version. It's kind of what happened like doing when like New York flooded a little bit. Like it's definitely like there's like it's definitely like a like it's such a clear climate change sign. And it's one of those things where it's like I'm I'm a little bit I think one of the things that bothers me a little bit about was about this movie. And and you cited the the hard left turn in the last 30 minutes, which is definitely like. And now it's an action movie. <laughs> well, not really, but I think the other thing too for me is that like essentially at the end of the movie he suggests she be selfish and it kind of loses to me some of like the meaning of behind the climate change or it's just weird to watch a character say let's be selfish and then the last shot is like showing like Tokyo underwater. <laughs> um yeah. And I'm like what does that that's mean? The <laughs> that's yeah. the stuff that it's like I'm struggling with it's very I'm going to throw that question to Trevor then actually let's let's uh, Trevor what 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 did you respond to that in that way uh yeah that's what you know I read about and was like all right well I gotta see this like I mean because who tries to do like a teen romantic love story set against the backdrop of climate change like that's that's something I'm interested in and even though um Shinkai's previous movies aren't my favorite I still liked your name um Garden of Words is your favorite, right? Because I do well, want to come back to that. Yeah, of the ones that I've seen, I think Garden of Words is up there, which I just watched last night to kind of prep for this. So, like, I wouldn't take that with the, too seriously. But, um, yeah, that, that kind of got me out to see this. Um, I'm kind of with y'all a little bit. I hate to say I really thought someone was going to be, like, more positive about this, about the ending. But I'm kind of with Ben where, like, I really needed to think about it for a while, like, whether this works for me or not or not. Because something I do dislike about Shinkai is that he does lean very heavily on pop music, which to, to an extent I can accept as kind of just a Japanese anime kind of storytelling thing. Like there are works like the Ava rebuilds where I like definitely accept it more. Um, but he does it a lot in this movie. And I think it happens a lot around like that last 30 minutes uh, swing that we've been talking about. And I think at the end, yeah, like, 
leaving the theater with all that beautiful imagery and as much as I laughed and had a good time and was glad I went to go see this, I was much more inclined to, to, you know, to chill with that message for a little bit of that. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So it's going to be okay. But then, you know, as the months went on, I guess, looking back at it now, I'm still just remembering that scene where the, uh, the lady that he goes to visit who hired the sunshine girl. And, uh, she's like the, uh, the last remaining, request on the message board he goes to see her and she's moved uptown because downtown is now flooded and i'm just Mm -hmm. like and she's just like talking about that and how well yeah it's nice that uh, i mean it's too bad that i don't live in my more spacious nicer home anymore but life goes on and i'm kind of like thinking now you know that's kind of understating the stakes of this. A little right. Bit. Like right. a lot like, of people sure. are going to sure. die. Resources are going to yeah. be underwater. Like go, and, go watch parasite. Like Jesus. <laughs> well, it's, it's a thing that also, it's very strange. It is similar to the, a thing that I find very odd about the movie Ponyo, which yeah. is that Ponyo yeah. has a very like whimsical flood. <laughs> like, that has this flood where everything is underwater, but it's crystal clear. It's like yeah. there's no debris or anything. It's just like there's just fish under the water. And then uh, everybody just gets on a boat and they're like, hey, we're all on a boat. Pa- Our houses are underwater. Yeah. Pa- <laughs> like, Panya's flood is a very Japanese yeah. thing or just these two guys, but it's very. I, I always liken Panya's flood more to like the Ents. A takeover Isengard like it's definitely like you know his sexy representation of nature taking back from the evil humans who tried to ruin it I mean I like Ents as much as the next guy but, right. <laughs> but it's also a kids movie it's not like fucking Mononoke where the forest right. is just wrecking people it's just like yeah Nobody is like drowning to death. They're just like, ah, it's wet. <laughs> like, Ponyo is a like, great I am momentarily I inconvenienced. <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. Sorry. Sorry. I've, uh, I've got any there. Um, yeah, Ponyo, I hadn't, I hadn't even occurred to me because that is so much. I think the, well, I keep, that's a good comparison. That's a good point because I think the reason maybe that works and this doesn't, if, you know, Ponyo does work for you, depending on if it does or not. Some would argue you have to be in the right headspace, but um, it is definitely more surreal. Like, like you were saying, it's very clear that no one's being hurt by this. Like there aren't any real world consequences kind of of that for no for no reason, really, which is, again, like the kind of the headspace you have to be in for that movie, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, that's that's an example of Miyazaki that is most whimsical and surreal. Shinkai is also is more interested in this like kind of liminal space between adulthood and adolescence. And that's kind of where like the fantasy element is for him is in that kind of like borderland. And that's something I really I think that's a theme you see throughout his work that I really enjoy here. And what I I think was too much for a lot of people when they talk about like the tone shift in this movie, like we keep talking about that last 30 minutes, which I guess is what we're referring to is when, yeah, the Tokyo fucking floods and she goes away for a good, what, 20 minutes? I don't know. Um, Yeah. So that we can build up to him, like you said earlier, running to uh, sad pop music to go save the girl. Uh, (laughs) I I generalize the tone changes too is when the police like they essentially go on the fucking lamb like that's that's where the tone change hits it kicks in for me I'm like oh shit we are I mean I guess I guess your name gets that intense too but your name maintain like your your name 
there's no gun in your name is there like there's there's yeah. a gun in this movie there's no. a Chekhov's gun yeah. like, I mean, they, they invade yeah. and like knock out a power station essentially like you gotta mm, remember yeah. that like it definitely it def- the stakes are raised in your name your name is by no stretch like not action oriented um no, to some no, no. extent well, the thing about your name that i think is effective is i'm gonna spoil your name everyone so skip ahead a minute if you haven't seen it um is that the reveal that they are out of sync is really clever and not what I was expecting at all. Right. And mm-hmm. I think it does a good job of saying, you know, like, this is not the movie you were expecting. It's not just like a cute, how are we going to meet movie? It's like, oh, I'm actually kind of dead <laughs> in right. your life, yeah. timeline. And maybe there's a way for you to save me. And that's maybe what this connection is about. And in- I think it's infinitely very- better than the time traveler's wife. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it does a it does a, the lake house twist. The yeah. Oh, twist the lake house the lake is a better pull. Well done. Um, <laughs> yes, I remember Ben's the killing. Keanu Reeves movie, The Lake House. Don't judge me. Um, I don't. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all right. It's not bad. Um, and uh, it's got a magic mailbox. In any movie, the magic mailbox can't be all bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, um, and so uh, this one again is just it's. It just is such a strange ending. I think another part of the ending that makes it strange is that it isn't like we made this choice to be together. But then it does a your name thing, too. Like, it feels like he wanted to do the same thing as your name where it ends with him like, you know, maybe I saved her, maybe I didn't, I'm not sure. And then they cross each other and then they look at each other and you're like, oh, shit, you know. And like, uh, it does this here, but it doesn't really make any sense. Like, why can't they just be together after he decides to flood Tokyo? Like, that is a weird, bold choice, but at least I can accept like a weird version of like, I don't get exactly how it ties and everything, but at least it's like got it's, a kind of Gen Z yeah, fuck it yeah. all. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Let's just be let's just enjoy life. I now think I think it's important that they're not kind of mentality. Yeah, it's it's important that he doesn't. I feel like what they're trying to do and aren't able to quite do it because it can't be that he's telling her to be selfish. It needs the change needs to come from her. It can't be him doing that to get her as a prize. And so they're trying Uh, to disturb like I feel like they're trying. They are their story inevitably runs into the problem of his underlining motivation is clearly because her and his life is important. And that's why he says to be selfish and flood Tokyo. But at the same time, it's like, it makes it so that he still says it out of character. Like he wants her to live her life for herself and is trying to reinforce that by saying they're not together, which is, I, 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 I understand the plot hole, not a plot hole, but like the, the concerning problem they are trying to sidestep slightly. Uh, I don't think entirely successfully. Um, my, my take here, and, and I have to admit, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like say you stepped in it, but, <laughs> But 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 the colleague Garden of Words empty is like really hurtful, I'm baby. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I think the, it's okay. You, just you can argue the, well. you can argue yeah. the point is that it's empty, but I I don't know. Like I said, I just watched it, so I'm still processing it. I, I, I know, and I don't want to I don't want to jump onto this too. I do want to say. And I want to put it in the context of my criti- my criticism of this movie because, like, I'm not trying to start a fight, but my criticism of this movie does come 
kind of post your name and this movie versus what Garden of Words and kind of five centimeters per second was before five centimeters per second. is a weird movie. And I, and, and a lot of people hold it up as like the best non Miyazaki movie, uh, which I don't think is true kind of any more personally. But I think one of the things that I love about Garden of Words is that Garden of Words is much more of kind of like it's, it's a, it's a little bit aged up love story before he like, aged down. I think specifically in your name, I feel like he discovered a great ability to work teen dialogue that is continued in this movie as well. Dialogue in these two movies are, are in your name and weathering with you are fantastic. I, I, th- I think that the, one yeah. of the things that I think is really great about garden of words specifically that I think uh, is applicable to me is that like, you know, one of the things that he's talked about was that he wanted to talk about traditional, the, like the Japanese meaning of the word love versus what it is kind of in the Westernized version and the classical meaning, it kind of means something like lonely sadness <laughs> so, or it's this, or it's this, it's much more, the idea is that, the garden of words, it's much more about two people being isolated together and having a relationship, which as a, like an introvert and my, you know, introvert wife as well in our relationship, I like find a lot of value in like, you know, the rain isolating two people in a location and seeing the beauty and also like the danger of it. I I always find garden of words to be very, very quiet, very, very unpopular for audiences. And I think that your name to some extent, I'm very glad he made it, but I'm, I'm, I just, it makes me sad to some extent that he's moving away. And and then that's not what you should ever think about artists or what they do or don't do because that's not, you know, they don't do things off what you're doing. I'm just sad that he's not making kind of these unpopular movies about rain porn anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like I, I am a little bit sad like this. This feels derivative. This movie feels slightly derivative of your name. And I think it has a great relationship and I think it works. I think that the overall message is lost a little bit. And here's what I think. I think Makoto Shinkai can explain his message to me and I'll get it. I don't think on first blush it makes very much sense. And I'm curious if to a non-Western audience it makes more clear sense. If there's stuff from the mythology that is going to – or like what the Shrine Maiden means or the the, the the Sunshine Girl means that may give context to what it means and its greater point about global warming. Or if like us, we're kind of like – what do you mean there? Cause like, I feel like the future for global warming is uh, selfishness is not the answer. <laughs> like, cause that's usually right. like, like he literally says selfishness and I'm like, Mm. <laughs> and that's and how we just, hear that in like that context of global warming and, and like capitalism and our individual choices but in like the context of like the rest of his career and japanese society it's probably right. that he's trying for it to mean you know being less beholden to societal expectations as these adolescents are transitioning into adulthood and the adults in this movie just do not get it they are just except right. except except for the uh what is he like? Not Gonzo, but um, God, what kind of magazine does he run? I don't know. The Suga. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who like a lot of adults and, would probably see as unsuccessful or desultory is, you know, one of the only trust trustworthy adults there is. And when he tries to do the right thing and fucking report them, he ends up changing his mind and we root for him to not go right. along with the rest of society and the law and not be accused of kidnapping. <laughs> no shit. I also feel like, uh, again, I think it is a very like, I, I, I think the 
to me, what I what I'm struggling with with the ending is that it feels like the intended message is like not don't be selfish, but like more. If if saving Tokyo means killing this innocent person, then maybe it's not worth saving. Kind of idea, like, and that is something that I can understand being a little more interesting to talk about. But again, it's the thing of like, and it even has interesting that there are consequences that it does flood. And I think there might be something more interesting if they were already together and dealing with that for you know at the end of the month. And what and that's why like the hopeful like. He saw her again ending doesn't quite work the same and it does feel like he's trying to play the, to the hits again in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, Floody Tokyo is a huge spice. <laughs> it's a heavy spice to throw in. It's yeah, it's a, the thing it's we're going to It's the thing we're going to It plays so quietly in the background for most of the movie. Right, right. Tokyo? And, and, and I, the, I, the I get a feeling, I he, or I get a feeling he does not particularly... Like there's definitely and he's written about this a little bit. So there is some things that he said about weathering with you where I think the and again, creator's intention, because I don't think I don't necessarily think his intention succeeds, but clearly he imagines Tokyo as or at least in his own words, kind of being a force inside the movie that gets drowned at the end of the movie. Yeah. And he sets it up as like. I, I I swear I don't know what line of dialogue I'm reaching for, but I was just playing like Mario Odyssey, and you go to Metro World, and people are like, "Ah, the city, huh?" And that's like perfectly describes the first twenty or thirty minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like fucking Tokyo, young, man. All, <laughs> like, fucking Oliver Twist. <laughs> like this kid comes to the big city, pretty much. And then yeah. like, or I always like, what is it? Uh, what is it? The dumb dog movie that's Oliver and Company. <laughs> That's the one that kept coming to my mind. I don't know why. And I just have this idea of Billy Joel going, why should I worry? I was wondering if you're going to bring up Billy Joel. Yeah. I know. Of course, you don't bring up Oliver and Company and not bring up that dog. I remember like about a, Oliver and Company. This is the only thing. Is Billy Joel going, oh, why should I worry? Right. Why should right. I care? You're getting it stuck sorry. in my head now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It, once it's a, in there, it's it's yeah. never comes out. Yep. <laughs> what was that, Ben? That's one of those Disney movies that just does not exist. People forget that's like yeah. I, I, that came I out that in between The Great Mouse Detective and Little Mermaid, and like, <laughs> unless you're oh, born man. exactly in 1996, you don't remember it. Yeah, I, I was I was six. I, my brother was born in 1996, so I do. I think I if you know. try to watch it on Disney Plus, they're like, really. Wow. Is it on <laughs> Disney Plus? Who? Probably. All the other there ones are. are dozens of us. <laughs> I tried to rewatch that a couple of years ago. I got halfway through before I gave up. It's all original oh. songs, or is it like a yeah. jukebox with old Billy Joel songs? I forgot. Uh, why should I worry? Was made for the film. I know that. Yeah, the whole conceit of that film was them wanting to do like another artist leads a movie with his hit songs and stuff. Right, that was like a big yeah. thing for a while. That was like there's actually Elton not a lot of Billy Joel movies. Like there's not a lot of Billy Joel songs in that movie though. That's the problem. Like that's it's not. Oh yeah, Oliver and Company's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Oliver and Company runs a whopping one hour and 15 minutes. Yes, one second. 
<laughs> Holy that's, shit. That's one of those movies that are like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, the first we had 30 minutes, 60 minutes are of all story. The cool- <laughs> get <Yeah>. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like the first 30 minutes is like all the good classic things I remember for that movie. So I don't think I'm actually like endorsing this movie at all. I'm just like, man, that Billy Joel song when he's like got like hot dogs around his neck is amazing. <laughs> so what like- you're saying is you're equating the uh the urbanism critique and like uh wariness of urban life with and show as depicted in Oliver and Company with what's on display here and uh, I think I think there's a negativity towards urban life period I think that's definitely a depiction or at least like in and that's definitely a theme in your name is like the distinction between urban life and your name even has the point at the end that they end up in the city because there's like the city is an intract is an intractable force and that's the point and I think it's depiction here is just the same sort of thing whereas like its city is an intractable force but you know the rain is can't defeat it I don't know and and I think that I don't know what that means and it's the thing too it's like I think the difference is like your name is like a really good pop song that gets stuck in your head and garden of words is like a really really good soul satisfying thing that I love it's like so delicious and it's just like amazing to me and this is like kind of the your name pop song remix that I'm not the, uh, it doesn't mean as much to me and I can't make it do it <laughs> I have an old reference to do but I have to remember the uh, first <laughs> the album beforehand <laughs> you were really stuck on Billy Joel now aren't you <laughs> no but <laughs> it's a different album um, oh this is the be here now of Oasis 2 <laughs> like what's the story morning glory of your name where like that is like Oasis is like we're here. We're the biggest band in the world. And then Be Here Now is like, I don't know. <laughs> We're trying to be the biggest band in the world. I'm trying. Like, it does feel a little bit like Makoto Shinkai's like, I have to make $800 million again? <laughs> Jesus. I, I think that this is one of the things that is maybe a little bit true is that I think that this movie was one of the ones where I'm like, Makoto Shinkai is always tried. Like, he, he's since five centimeters per second, literally like his let's talk about like that's a lot of pressure his like i think it was his first major movie five centimeters per second actually a place promised in our early days was his first major movie in 2004 but three years later like and then he started making movies like every two to three years after that or he made two movies in 2013 which makes sense, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, he either does three movies. That's why guard, That's why someone's gay is in Children Who Chase Lost Voices. It's not. Anyways, not important. The big thing I'm just saying <laughs> is that, like, uh, five centimeters per second, like, as, as soon as he, like, got big, people were like, he's the next Miyazaki, and he's going to be amazing because he's what we wanted because Miyazaki got old and got really depressed and had to fuck off somewhere because he doesn't want to make anime because the industry's broken he says but He's he won't stand up and, and fix it get grumpy and unretire and yep now and apparently won't finish his next film until he's like 90 and you're like oh, Jesus Christ yep and I'm gonna tell my son I never loved him and you know his movie was a movie and that's all you can say about <laughs> sure it did. he sure did <laughs> Sure yeah, yeah, he was really mean. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm probably, I'm probably watching some of the stuff that he said to like his. There's like a letter or something that, and like, I, like the stuff that he said to his son. I was like, you're a really bad father. <laughs> just like, I, I, I don't mean to. Sorry, 
this is probably not the best thing to say on an anime podcast is that Miyazaki's a mean old man. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, well, the funny thing is he has like another son who's like a woodworker and he loves yeah. him because he's just like, you do a craft. You perfect it. It's like you don't do the same thing that your perfectionist father does because you will never no, give up. No it's shit. I, I, yeah. Do something. Swerve. Go a different direction. He's like, the only difference is I know how hard you suck. <laughs> That's so mean. Sorry, we got to get off this. This is terrible. It makes me really sad. It makes me really sad to think that the man that made Porco Rosso could be mean to somebody. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it just makes my like head hurt. Anyways, uh, bigger point here is that like I feel like there is mounting pressure for him to redo your name. And I think that this is kind of the result of that movie and it's a little bit of a mess but I think one of the things that it does have is that it's gorgeously animated and it was pleasing to watch and I think overall this movie is way more stressful than your name just to watch like this movie from the word go is super stressful or do you disagree what do you think oh yeah because I mean your name is like a body swap comedy for the first hour right it's like like a comedy yeah there's a running joke about boobs like it's it's very much not welcome to Animania. And usually, <laughs> no, it's, and again, I would say usually a, a movie that's like you thought this wasn't high stakes, but it is. Uh, kind of fucking annoys me. The the worst, the most infamous scenario, which never actually happened. Thank God he 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 figured it out. But uh, check out the alternate ending of Clerks if you haven't. And you'll see. Oh that. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, where yeah. Uh, the 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 funny clerk guy who's said all yeah. the dick jokes this whole movie gets shot to death by a robber and it's like such a fucking art house like guy who's like trying to make a name for himself be like yeah because that's what happens man and it's like no this was a comedy and you ruined it (laughs) yeah movies have tone for a reason have you guys gone back and watched clerks recently he has a shocking lack of cinema of grasp of cinematography that's like He, that's like the thing that he's really never like really not not to like insult Kevin Smith too much or like I don't know that like we've shit on Kevin Smith before quite a bit in here. Tusks is bad. Oh, just yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where like I used to watch all of his like uh, evening with Kevin Smith DVDs and like one of them he's uh, he's talking about Will Smith and not Will Smith sorry Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis is like. What, uh, what lens are you going to use for this? And he's like, I don't know. The cinematographer's going to pick it. And he made that as like a bad uh, dig on Will, on uh, Bruce. Like, okay, Will Smith, for reason, on Bruce Willis. And I'm like, no, that's a dig on you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you've been like, making dude. movies for 15 years. You should know what basic lenses are. It's not yeah. that do, crazy. Do we, do we pretend that the director doesn't ever, like, have a, like, what the fuck is that? that you <laughs> like, just admitted that any shot, you just want the, the cinematographer to, like, you figure it out. That's not my job. He's clearly somebody that has a sense of like what he likes in movies and then like was given probably like access to like really good cinematographers and people who like directed him. And then but you can tell that he doesn't have like a grasp of like F stop. And and like one of the things that I always find there is no like his movies are always like there's no depth of field in them. Do you know what I mean? Like there's always like, like there's like very specific blocking and it's like, it's, it's not, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it makes me upset. Mall rats makes me upset, man. Have you seen mall rats recently? Mall rats is like, mall rats is like upsettingly edited. Like mall rats is like, holy crap. Mall rats is rough, man. 
it's sorry. I saw I saw like 30 minutes of it on the TV the other day and it got to like the big joke with the Batman thing at the end of the movie. And I was just like I was just like really upset. I was like, man, this is bad. What are we talking about? <laughs> this is an anime podcast. Can we talk about anime, please? No, it's not an anime. I guess what, so. okay. Maybe you want. <sighs> sorry. Don't go watch. Don't go rewatch Mallrats, man. It, it'll up fucking set you. Anyways. I Let's do appreciate that since we didn't have a movie to talk about this week, we were in kind of a dry spell. We did a movie about rain. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I do want to say uh, he gets plus a zillion points for pornographic rain. Like, holy shit. This is some Just good rain. Like, that's, that's some solid rain. That is some solid fucking rain. This man is is one of my people. He sits at windows and reads books and looks at the rain and gets very depressed. Like I, I could even posit to you, Jack, I think this rain might even be better than the Garden of Words rain. I think. You shut know. your fucking face hole. No, it's just, just pretty good rain. <laughs> pretty good rain. And uh, anime water is just like, you know. That's that's your that's it. Water in general for both animation and digital effects and video games, that's your show off. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when Naughty yeah, Dog makes new water textures, it's just like get ready to jerk off everybody because it's like that's that, that's what E3 or like CES is or like can, like any if there's like video games at CES, it's like waterfalls, water graphics. What are this? Look at this ocean. <laughs> like it's like they don't ever show like actual games there because it's all consumer electronics. So it's just like look at the water graphics on our beautiful TV. Look at the PS4 Pros, new amazing water rendering technology. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. So yeah, he uh, knows. He knows. He knows what to to, to pull out the stops for. He knows yeah, and I, I, I think he's also. And, and and in commentary to you, I, I still prefer Garden of Words, but like clearly he's working with like a lot more fucking budget here. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think I think That's even more so than your that. name. I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean it was like aesthetically better, per se. It's just. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think I'm ready to put some scores on it and maybe talk past the scores a little bit, too, because I think I'm going to be significantly higher. Than I have let on. Uh, so this is a this is the awkward moment where essentially Animania scores are half of Movie Gang podcast scores. So I'm just going to have us go with the Movie Gang ten point system, and then I'm just going to half them for Animania. I don't know why I care. I just do. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're literally just half. I, I really prefer Animania scoring system too. It forces people to, I think, do good things with their scores. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This is a simulation. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw to Trevor first and ask for you for your score on Weathering with You. I think I'm still, con- I don't know. I, uh, um, You know, it was a good time. I'm glad I went to see it. But I think, yeah, the more I think about the ending, the less I like it, probably. I just, I don't know if I don't understand this film and if it's better for, like you were kind of saying, like I think there is something about Shinkai's work that might be more accessible to a Japanese audience and maybe doesn't, translate as well internationally i don't know i think um, your name and and i just want to make my statement clear i'm your name and garden of words and five centimeters i think are easily understandable by a western audience i think this one is either confused or very japanese specific i think it i think it is definitely a little uh slapdash in terms of its larger like structure role right. writing like you were saying the dialogue and the beats are just excellent there's a lot of great humor in there a lot of great humanity in these characters i don't think the girl is that well developed though um oh yeah this is not this is not 
your yeah, name. Sorry, why am I? It's, it's not like your time to go off. Where please, it's like equal continue. opportunity romance story where you get like both perspectives and they're, they both very much feel like characters. Um, yeah. He kind of has to save her in the end in this one, uh, which, you know, doesn't necessarily make it bad. But I think in the context of just kind of the romance and her choice being kind of like stated as invalid <laughs> or like having to have someone else make the choice for her at the end just kind of leans into it. Not, it leads into that weakness, I think, a little bit. Um, and yeah, the, the climate change aspect of it, while fascinating, I think does kind of leave me maybe with a bad taste in my mouth. So I don't know. I'm, I think 6.5. It's really pretty. I, I, you know, I still recommend it. Um, maybe a second viewing, I'd feel differently. I want to like it more than I do. There you go. 6.5. Uh, yeah, Ben. Um, yeah, like, like we've been saying it. I feel bad I've been focusing mostly on the ending because there's there's a lot I did really like about it. The detail is just really excellent. Not just the, the water, but the city looks really lived in and very well drawn. Um, just like the little areas they go to, like the, the news reporters. Um, uh, whole house setup is really nice and really charming and, and uh, very realistically drawn and the whole business element and the way they interact with the app and all these little like details. Uh, it's something that also I very much enjoyed in your name. Uh, it just is unfortunate that the ending is just such a strange mix and not one that like I can latch on to in any particular way. I don't mind strange or weird or even something that kind of bold. It's just actually would I'm kind of one of those people who probably likes a bold thing like drowning all of Tokyo because um, but it just doesn't really add up to anything that interesting by the end. And I do think he's just trying to play the, the hits again too much with your name versus trying to make something a little more realistic, more, more simplistic. Maybe this could have done with being more of like a six centimeter, five centimeters per second, kind of like shorter film um, or a collection of stuff. I'm not sure, uh, but it just didn't really all work for me but I, I still like it i'm gonna give it a seven uh, i still recommend it i still think it's very pretty i still think makoto's one of those people that you should just see every movie he makes because they're all pretty interesting in some level or another even if i, I don't connect them as much as some other people um you know he made your name for me he made garden words for jack you know i think there's gonna be one of his films that's gonna hit you maybe the next one will hit me better than this one but uh i still recommend it and, and definitely you know, it's it's a strong seven. There's a difference between like a like a I'm trying to think of another seven that's like uh, Ant Man. <laughs> well, maybe not Ant Man. Maybe it was like a six. Uh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Very good movie. Solid seven. Good. This is a stronger seven. This is like a this is like a, a, a challenging otter seven. <laughs> so it's like a 7.5. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that made no yeah. sense. Just like the ending of this movie, that's the end. Bye. I've probably never given a score to a movie this high that I didn't understand. <laughs> this is like, uh, I give it a 7.5. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think that there is the possibility that if Makoto Shinkai came out and explained his work in such a way as to what it means that I might like this movie a lot more. I think that 
as it is on first blush with me as an audience, I didn't quite get it. And so it doesn't raise above like a lot of his other works. Like, like I said, like it's, I think Ben's exactly right. Like I do think, however, that a lot of his movies are personal things. And I think that's one of those things. It's like you get hit by it and you're like, fuck, you know? And I think your name is really good and hit a lot of people and garden of words definitely hit me. And I think that's the same sort of thing. Like he makes these beautiful pieces and it has the opportunity to put yourself into them and really feel something. So, I mean, I'm always going to think that even probably with this being a weaker movie it's still a cut above like media out there so i think that for me or not like all media and you know what i mean like it's a cut above like your average movie i feel like what's your what's our average movie a marvel movie. i don't know i'm just kidding yeah yeah it's, you just i know you're trying to make me say shit but whatever <laughs> it's, it is above that that's the point uh so yeah i give it a 7.5 and uh, that's a 6.5 7 and a 7.5 that averages out to a 7 total or an animania scores i really i i couldn't everybody gave me like 0.5 so i have no idea what it is so i'm sorry i think that it comes out to around a 3.5 uh animania style so uh, yeah, that's generally a, still a recommendation from us, to be honest with you. So if you were interested in seeing Makoto Shinkai, I think I agree with Ben. I think that's a great statement. It's like, you know, you're hunting for that one that's really going to touch you. The rest of them are pretty great, though. So uh, go check it out. Last thoughts, gentlemen? I'm, I'm still curious what he's going to do next. And uh, I hope it's a little different. Another example of like this where like a uh, foreign director hit really big and then. His next movie was like very specific and like was like, oh, yeah. maybe this shouldn't have been as widely released as this was. Um, I can't think of one. So, But if anyone can think of an example of that that I'm trying to think of, let me know. <laughs> maybe like the closest. It's not exactly the same, but it is kind of like getting Ang Lee to do the Hulk right after Crouching Tiger was kind of funny because it was like. He did a great action movie, and then he made like a weird psychosexual movie that we definitely talked about. The MGP you should watch. And oh, it was like yeah. we weirdos like we, me and Jack like it, but um, the rest of the world went what? No, stop. What's yeah. <laughs> that is always one of those sad. That's always oh, that the Hulk. Ang Lee's The Hulk is always so sad for me when I like I hear people like, ah, oh, do you remember when Ang Lee made The Hulk? That was terrible. And I'm like, it's probably like. One of the better like comic book movies. <laughs> I don't want to like talk about it. Like it's like one of the. It's not good. I mean, it's not good. It has like a lot of problems. But at least it's like it's so creative. It's so fucking creative. And that's like at the end of the day, like sometimes you can be creative enough that shit doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, and also uh, Trevor. Bye. Okay, Trevor's just done. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> for the movie gang, but for the movie gang podcast and animated this week, this has been Ben Haworth. Thanks, y'all. And Trevor's already said goodbye. Say goodbye again, Trevor. Sayonara. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Head on over to uh, the Tuscan Shed Media Work at the Tuscan, sorry, the Tuscan Shed Media Network, where you can go check out that's tuscanshed.com, where you can check out all our other podcasts, including the two that have been over today. So if you haven't ever checked out Animania and you're watching, listening to the Movie Gang podcast on a regular, go check that out. And if you're on Animania and you want to go check out the Movie Gang podcast, I really highly recommend it. Go do some crossovers. You can hear a lot of great stuff about movies. We do occasional anime uh, movies on the Movie Gang and 
vice versa. We'll talk about some nice uh, series on Netflix sometimes on Animania. So go pick your poison and check it out. I imagine there's a lot more crossover than most people care to admit. Uh, so anyways, for the Tuscan Shed Media Network at large, one last time. Thanks for listening.